For January 3rd, 2024, it's the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup, reading the news so you don't have to. And in no particular order, the U.S. Justice Department has filed a lawsuit against Texas over Senate Bill 4, a new law that authorizes local police to arrest migrants entering the U.S. illegally. Senate Bill 4 not only allows for the arrest of migrants by police, but also empowers judges to mandate their departure from the country, potentially overstepping federal jurisdiction over immigration matters. A regional director of the National Labor Relations Board has filed a complaint against SpaceX, alleging that the aerospace company illegally terminated eight employees for distributing a letter critical of CEO Elon Musk. Should SpaceX be found guilty, the NLRB could potentially order the reinstatement of the dismissed employees along with back pay. A hearing on this matter is scheduled for March 5th, and in the absence of a settlement, the case will proceed to be adjudicated by an administrative judge. The U.S. Air Force has successfully retrieved the flight data recorder from a crashed Osprey aircraft off the coast of Japan. The crash happened during a routine training flight en route to Okinawa. Investigators will meticulously analyze the data from the recorder, a process expected to span several weeks to unravel the circumstances leading to the crash. Additionally, the wreckage of the aircraft has been transported to a secure location for further examination, aiding in the comprehensive analysis of the incident. Suburbs and outlying cities near Chicago and New York are facing challenges and reacting negatively to the influx of migrants arriving from the southern border, despite efforts to restrict bus arrivals in these cities. The situation is compounded by the unprecedented increase in illegal border crossings at the southern U.S. border, with the number of entries exceeding 10,000 on several days in the last month. In response, both Chicago and New York have implemented measures to regulate the unscheduled drop-offs of migrants, including the imposition of fines and tickets, in an attempt to manage the situation and mitigate the impact on local communities and resources. Kansas prosecutors are moving to dismiss three felony charges, including aggravated sexual battery against Jackson Mahomes, the brother of Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. The charges stem from an incident where Mahomes is alleged to have grabbed Aspen Vaughn, the owner of a restaurant where the event took place, by the throat and forcefully kissed her without her consent. However, the case has taken a turn as Vaughn has declined to cooperate with law enforcement and expressed her intention not to testify, prompting the prosecutors to request the dropping of the charges. Minnesota is poised to adopt a new state flag and seal, marking a significant shift away from symbols historically associated with the conquest and displacement of Native Americans. The proposed flag design incorporates a dark blue silhouette of Minnesota, complemented by a white north star and a light blue background that represents the state's abundant waters. Meanwhile, the updated state seal will feature an image of a loon amid wild rice, replacing the previous depiction of a Native American and a white settler. In a disturbing incident in Tamaulipas, Mexico, 31 migrants from countries including Ecuador, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, and Mexico were kidnapped by armed gunmen while traveling by bus towards the U.S. border. Mexican President López Obrador has acknowledged the situation and confirmed that a search operation is underway for the abducted individuals. He also issued a warning about the escalating crisis of kidnappings in the border region, highlighting the growing dangers faced by migrants traveling through these areas. 
The Vineyard Wind Project in Massachusetts and the South Fork Wind Project in New York have achieved a significant milestone in renewable energy by beginning to supply electricity from their offshore wind farms to the grid. Currently, the turbines at these wind farms are collectively delivering approximately 5 megawatts of power to the Massachusetts grid with plans to bring additional turbines online shortly. A significant winter storm, potentially the first notable one in two years, is forecasted to impact major cities including Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, and New York City. While there is still some uncertainty, current computer models indicate the likelihood of this winter storm affecting the mid-Atlantic and northeast regions. The greatest confidence for substantial snowfall is predicted in areas of higher elevation. Starbucks is intensifying its efforts to reduce waste by expanding the acceptance of customers' personal cups, a move that now includes their use in drive throughs and for app-based orders. Customers can mention their personal cup while ordering at the drive through and their drink will be served in a contactless vessel, seemingly integrating this eco-friendly practice. As part of its broader environmental strategy, Starbucks is aiming to cut down waste by 50% by the year 2030, and to encourage the use of personal cups, the company offers a 10-cent discount and additional bonus stars for reward members, thus promoting sustainable habits among its customer base. This is starting to become a terrible trend among the cheaper airlines as a 16-year-old boy was placed on the wrong flight at Tampa International Airport by Frontier Airlines. And despite his family's immediate concerns about the error, they initially denied any mistake. Eventually, the airline did acknowledge their error when the kid ended up in Puerto Rico instead of Cleveland. And you know how they offered their condolences and how sorry they felt? They offered a $200 voucher as compensation. The kid, traveling alone for the first time, and this is the experience he gets. Come on, Frontier. That saying, you get what you paid for, really hitting home with these cheaper airlines lately. Though I wouldn't think that a home alone situation is how they're going to go about doing it. Well, it seems like Ford just doesn't want you to have your F-150. Now they're recalling trucks that have the trailer Tomax duty package that were built between 2021 and 23. This recall is due to a defect in the rear axle bolt, which could break and lead to the vehicles rolling away unexpectedly when parked. This latest recall follows a previous recall last year, where Ford recalled over 870,000 F-150 trucks due to a malfunction in the electronic parking brake. So basically, they just don't want their trucks to ever stop. Maybe that's their new slogan. A Wisconsin court has made a pivotal ruling that absentee ballots with minor discrepancies like incomplete witness addresses are still valid and should be accepted. This decision followed a lawsuit brought by the League of Women Voters, which contended that discarding these ballots for such trivial errors was a violation of the 1964 Civil Rights Act. A new slasher film trailer has been unveiled, showcasing a killer donning a costume resembling Mickey Mouse, capitalizing on the recent expiration of Disney's copyright on the earliest incarnations of the iconic character. Coinciding with the film's release, a horror game featuring a bloodied version of a Mickey-inspired character has also been launched. 
However, despite the lapse of the copyright, Disney maintains the trademark rights to both Mickey and Minnie Mouse. This ownership imposes restrictions on how the character, particularly the Steamboat Willie version, can be utilized or promoted, ensuring some level of control over the character's portrayal and use in media and entertainment. In a shocking incident in a Nevada courtroom, defendant Deborah Reedon, involved in a felony battery case, assaulted the presiding judge during her sentencing. Reedon aggressively leaped over the judge's bench and began punching her repeatedly, resulting in injuries to the judge. The situation escalated into a brawl in the courtroom, with the courtroom marshal also sustaining injuries while trying to intervene and assist the judge. Consequently, the marshal was hospitalized for treatment due to the injuries incurred during the altercation. And finally, on a cold December night at Count Geiger, North Carolina, a significant event unfolded as the last group of Marines completed the Scout Sniper course at the School of Infantry East. This ceremony, featuring a bonfire and a roasted pig, marked the end of an era for Marine Corps Scout Snipers, a unit with a storied history stretching back over a century. These eight Marines were the final graduates from a group that began with over two dozen, symbolizing the conclusion of the scout sniper role due to a larger force redesign under the Marine Corps Force Design 2030. This redesign aims to modernize the Marine Corps, shifting the focus from dedicated scout sniper platoons within infantry battalions to distributing precision firing expertise across the force. Meanwhile, dedicated scout platoons will now concentrate solely on information gathering. This change represents a significant shift in Marine Corps strategy in the role of its snipers, who have been revered in both military history and popular culture for their unique skills and contributions to warfare. This transition raises concerns about the future of precision marksmanship and reconnaissance in the Marine Corps, echoing past periods where the scout sniper program was discontinued and then later reinstated in response to emerging military needs. Well, we'll see if they decide it needs to come back. And with that, I'll be coming back tomorrow reading you more news here on the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup.